Welcome to The Catholic Journey. This is Deacon Pat coming to you from just north of Houston in Texas in the Woodlands and the Catholic Journey studio. Well, I have some somber news. Um, a little saddened today that my younger brother, Mike Kearns, has uh, passed away recently. I have five brothers and I'm kind of situated in the middle. And the one just younger than me, Mike, has passed away. So I'll be flying to Sacramento tomorrow to prepare for the funeral. I'll be assisting at the funeral, um, which initially I wasn't really planning on doing. I was just planning on being, you know, one of the brothers and with the family and taking in the uh, funeral mass. And then the the pastor that I recently served with at St. Joseph's Parish in Marysville uh, relayed to us that, you know, maybe I could consider thinking about uh, serving at the funeral mass because it's not very often that a family member is actually a member of the clergy to give the uh, homily or the the sermon. Um, Someone that knows the person so intimately, you know, might be really nice to be able to share some of the, the insights into that relationship. And so I thought about it and prayed about it. And then I decided that, uh, that no, I would participate, that um, it would be an honor to do so. So I'll be flying to Sacramento and then journeying a little north to Marysville to our hometown and then participating in the uh, the funeral of my brother, Mike Kearns. So I thought I would share with you what that sermon is going to be. I'm going to record it a couple of days early, but I'll postpone the posting of it until the day of the funeral. And I'll share it with you. And I guess what I'm asking of you is if you could uh, say a couple of prayers for my brother Mike. You know, within our Catholic belief, we pray for the deceased after they're dead. We believe in a, a really a state of being purified after death, and uh, we call it purgatory. Not so much of a place, but a transitory state. And we believe that at that point in time, um, there's a purification process that that uh, happens because nothing enters heaven that isn't pure and clean. And I don't know about you, but I can only speak to myself, is I am not 100% perfect and pure and clean. I try, just like you probably do, um, but uh, there'll need to be some uh, process of purification for, I think, most of us. So if you could pray for my brother Mike, I'd sure appreciate it. And I'm going to share with you the uh, sermon Uh, that I'm going to be giving at my brother's uh, funeral mass. It was evident to everyone around Mike how much he adored and loved his wife, Lisa. And that love, devotion, care, and concern grew more and more over time. It was also apparent how much Lisa loved Mike, and especially in these last few years. Her dedication, loving service, and care and compassion inspired and humbled so many of us. No matter what it was that they were faced with, she stood at her husband's side being supportive and strong. Mike and Lisa have two wonderful children, Colin and Amanda. Mike loved his children and was the first to praise them, was very proud of the adults that they had become. Mike was also one of six brothers, the second to the last and he was especially close to the youngest brother, Dan. Dan and Mike shared a very special relationship, having many of the same likes and hobbies, especially football. They even shared a similar sense of humor, 
which could be hysterical at times. I can recall Mike being Mike in front of our dad while he was still alive, and our father, who was usually quite reserved, would explode in what we called belly laughing at Mike's antics. He could have easily been a stand-up comedian. He truly was that gifted. But every time we encouraged him to do so, he stated his stage fright prevented it. I asked some of the family to share some of their special memories of Mike with me. Quickly they responded and shared dozens, and many of them contained a common theme such as how Mike could make friends with anyone, no matter where they were from, the color of their skin, their politics or religion or socioeconomic class, how he could make anyone laugh, how creative he was, especially as an artist and comedian. And there was even a story shared of how Mike, years ago, accidentally shot one of the brothers in the leg. Yes, that involved Dan, and thank God it was only a BB gun. As many of you know, Mike struggled with medical issues for some time. What he endured as his condition progressed was almost surreal, and I don't think even the toughest among us could have borne that burden as well as Mike did. He often worried about not being tough enough. Well, that surely wasn't the case for Mike. He proved that many times over and is probably the toughest of all the brothers. He also remained perpetually optimistic about his healing, recovering, and having a better tomorrow in his future. Some might have said that he had some degree of denial, but no, that was Mike's natural optimism and seeing his and the world's potential. I feel very thankful and blessed that Mike and I developed a much closer relationship over the past year. He would often call me late at night after he took some pain medicine, and feeling more comfortable, he would talk about his condition and also about faith, God, and many things spiritual. He especially liked to hear about the redemptive aspects of suffering, how he could offer his pain and suffering up to God as a sacrifice for past transgressions, and for the forgiveness of sins of those that he loved. We talked about how pain and suffering can be a catalyst for the purification of a soul, and how God often chooses a select few to receive their purification here on earth so they can gain direct entrance into heaven. As Mike's condition worsened over the past few years, he also became more and more loving and expressed that love even more freely. Mike loved people, and people loved him. He was a natural storyteller, and as our father would so proudly say, he was also full of blarney. Mike and Dan wrote a comedic book about their childhood a few years back, and he loved sharing his version of growing up in Johnson Park and all the adventures he partook in. Mike did have many adventures in his life, one of them being when he served our country in Desert Storm in the Middle East. Only Mike could have found a way in the middle of a war to track down his brother Tim, who was also serving so they could have a meal together. This was quite the task, since they were in completely different areas of the country, and Tim only returned to his base for two days every two weeks. Yet Mike found a way. That was Mike. If he wanted to do something, he would make it happen. If you ever get a chance, you'll have to ask Tim about that adventure. The story is quite remarkable. 
both Tim and Mike served as religious program specialists, helping to bring the faith and religious services to those in battle. The Catholic faith, always an anchor of Mike's belief system, took on an even greater meaning to him later in life. It is that same faith that can help us to better understand where we are at today. This faith opens our minds to the whole picture about life, death, and what happens after death. Only in the light of our faith can we begin to understand what has happened to Mike and how we are going to keep going on from here. When in our faith we speak about heaven and resurrection and the next life, we do not speak about these things primarily because they give us consolation and strength. They certainly do that. But the primary reason we speak of these things is because they are true. Many people think that the story of human life is birth, life, and death. For a Christian, it's different. The story is not birth, life, and death, but rather life, death, and resurrection. Death does not have the last word. Life does. Death is not the last period after the last sentence of the last chapter of the human story. There's another chapter to come. Death is not the end of the human story. It's the middle. The end of the story is resurrection and life that has no end. The farewell that we give to Mike today is a temporary farewell. He will live. He will rise. The ceremony today contains many reminders of this, and it points us to the fact that Mike was baptized. We sprinkle the remains with holy water during the ceremony. This recalls the waters of baptism that were once poured on Mike. This candle that's present and burning is the Easter candle. It is present at every baptism and symbolizes the risen Christ. When Mike was baptized, the life of the risen Christ was poured into his soul. He began to share here on earth the life of heaven. At baptism, God rescued Mike from the power of death. He literally snatched him from the dominion of death and transferred him into the kingdom of Christ, a kingdom of eternal life. Christ said to Mike on that day, You do not belong to death. You belong to me. Therefore, a Christian does not merely die. A Christian dies in Christ. Those two words, in Christ, make all the difference in the world. We belong to him by baptism and we live in him by a life of prayer, obedience to his teachings, and faithfulness to the sacraments of the church. If we live in Christ and die in Christ, we will rise in Christ. That is what we believe. Yet even having strong faith and knowing all of this, we still have a sense of sadness within us today. You might ask, is it all right to be sad and to grieve? Yes, brothers and sisters, it's okay to grieve. It is natural, because we love Mike. Even Christ wept when his friend Lazarus died, and he wept even though he was about to bring him back to life. Yes, we as Christians grieve, but we grieve with hope. It is okay to be sad today that we do not see Mike anymore but it would be wrong to think that we will never see him again. We pray for Mike that he may complete the journey to heaven. Please pray for him every day and for yourselves. Let us all say in the quiet of our hearts and with faith, 
Mike, you do not belong to death. You belong to Christ, and we will see you once again. Glory to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening to that short little sermon in honor of my brother Mike. There's so much more that can be said about pretty much a human journey, a journey of a family member, a journey of someone that we love. But we're honoring Mike today and his contribution to the world. And then also we're going to pray for him that he complete the journey and have uh, eternal life, everlasting life with our Lord and Savior and be reunited with those of our family that have already passed. May God bless you, and thank you for taking the time to listen. Thank you for listening to The Catholic Journey. Good night.